0: All right, uh, what's the next one we got here?
1: The one that I said the title wrong continuously.
0: Did you descent of rain and lightning?
1: I kept saying the sound of rain and lightning for some reason.
0: Um, I I guess yours is I don't know, equally as dreamy. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it would work for the movie. You wouldn't it would, it? would be fine. <laughs>
0: hello and welcome to projecting film the movie podcast where two films meet hopefully to key you into a new piece of independent cinema that you should check out on this episode as we just struggled to announce we will be talking about the scent of rain and lightning which I got a chance to see at last year's Nashville Film Festival so thanks to them for uh, for this episode being made possible and we're gonna try to make it possible for you to Check this one out, or at least uh, by hopefully helping you decide if this is something that you want to see based on two other films that you may have heard of. And even if you haven't, I think you're going to recognize the star of both of these films. As this episode is somewhat reminiscent of our very last one as your host here, Michael Denniston, and my co-host Chris Maynard, were are apparently on a very similar wavelength as far as one key participant in both films. So stay tuned for that, but for now here's the trailer for The Scent of Rain and Lightning and then our discussion on the three films. his entire family he hates us with a vengeance
1: if any harm came to a lender that's something he'd gladly go back to jail for
0: promise me you're gonna be smart about all this okay how many people
1: don't think billy killed my folks
0: i don't know come on pop we don't even know we know we got damn well Lori drunk? i don't know to <laughs> did on. my mom leave with
1: billy's hat on did my mom leave with billy's hat on some people think he's innocent. I, I could have told the sheriffs what happened that night and I didn't. If I asked you about my mom, would you tell me the truth? Jails where Billy Coyle belongs. I'm not scared of you. He should be.
0: Gotta be careful, Julie. <laughs> Run on, tell granddaddy i meant what
1: I said. Like putting somebody away for 12 years for something they didn't do.
0: I have to admit, uh, I don't know why I was excited to see this one. I know no, it sounds very mean to start the podcast on it and be like, why did I want to see this? I don't know. Um, because I didn't know anything about it really. And I, apparently it's based on a novel that uh, a lot of people really dig because uh, when I was checking for the the uh, dates of this actually releasing, uh, there was quite a little community of people that, that loved the book and wanted to see the, uh, film adaptation. So director, uh, Blake Robbins here based on the Nancy Pickard novel. I didn't know that, but I did know that, uh, the lead from it follows was in it. So that was probably it. That was probably what That'll got me. It. That'll do it. Um, and as a means of, a. You know, getting into the film, I'll, that's pretty much my pick. Even though I'm being very vanilla here, I don't think you've seen this one um, because I'm unfortunately I'm doing a disservice to the scent of rain and lightning. But if they're already fans of the novel, then uh, they don't need our dumbasses trying to <laughs> trying to pimp this <laughs> out. Um, but the uh, the movie I went with was called The Burning Plain, which I think was also based on a novel. Uh, but the reason I chose it was because it's got a young Jennifer Lawrence in it. And that seemed to be like Jesus Christ. Could we not do this on every episode? What? What's wrong with that? I went with
1: Winner's Bone.
0: Oh well, okay. So if you listen to our last episode where we did the Hitchcock spectacular, <laughs> this one will be on Jennifer Lawrence. You know what, Chris? Uh, we are goddamn geniuses because she's got a big mainstream spy movie coming out this week. <laughs> Hell yeah! We can hashtag that uh, Red Sparrow or whatever it is. Hunger Game Sparrow. I don't. Know <laughs> I don't know which bird she is, but. Um, all right, so mine, um, as I said, a little vanilla. And strangely, I've made yours the exotic one, <laughs> even though <laughs> uh, in both of our films, uh, a young woman is in some way searching for her parents. So The Scent of Rain and Lightning it uh, is a murder mystery of sorts, uh, starts with um, this girl's father's uh, killer, uh, being released. Uh, and it seems that the townspeople aren't totally sure that he did it. Uh, he just seems like someone who is an asshole that probably deserved to go in for something. Uh, so this sparks her curiosity and she's sort of learning more about her deceased parents, um, that were involved in this, this crime. And, uh, in mine, um, it's, it's, I think it's by the writer of, um, what was it? Uh, Amoros Peros, um, that uh, had worked with uh, who is the filmmaker behind that? Is that the guy who did Gravity? Yes, yeah. Uh, I think he, uh, you know, he struck out on his own, did his own. Uh, so this was his uh, directing uh, debut, I believe. And it's sort of that fractured timeline again where you have uh, Charlize Theron, um, as a, as a woman in a different timeline. And then you have Jennifer Lawrence, you have Kim Basinger as the mother. Uh, and they're, they're all sort of haunted by this, uh, event that happened, uh, out in the desert, uh, of this trailer that, uh, burned to the ground. And so then you're finding out much like scent of rain and lightning, the people in it. Uh, and there's also an affair and there's these two families that, uh, have been damaged by this event that end up feuding. So as I said, mine's very vanilla, uh, and then yours is the exotic one, where Jennifer Lawrence is searching for <laughs> a missing father, and there's a feud between families.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, I, I don't think that anybody's ever referred to Winner's Bone as exotic until this particular podcast. I mean, I, I think
0: people in New York and L.A. did, because they're like, what country is that? <laughs> is that South America? <laughs> Is that Germany? Where is this? This can't is be that, America.
1: Is that is that the Ozarks? Is that is that <laughs> yeah. what was a fair number? Okay.
0: Now that now they know because you know Jason Bateman's in that Netflix series and like oh that's the Ozarks. That's
1: <laughs> oh now it is sexy and exotic. I yeah, forgot. it's just okay. like
0: uh, the TV version of Blow with Johnny Depp. They're like okay we got it now. Um, <laughs> I find you know a, a murder mystery a little bit hard to talk about on a podcast because I don't know how much people care, but the thing that struck me about um at least the the, the film I picked and Scent of Rain and Lightning uh was at a certain point I don't care as much about the murder mystery angle and I feel like the film doesn't either. And I don't mean to say that as a negative. Uh I well, feel like by the time you learn everything, uh that's not really where your focus is anymore.
1: Not at all. The the reveal isn't being hidden from you. I think you it's telegraphed well enough that you can, you know what's happening and where it's going uh, quite a bit before it actually flat out shows you. Um, but it's this journey and the characters that you're interested in, this is something that really could have been explored deeper because the God damn, I, I really wanted more of Will Patton's character senior here. Um, and there's so many other characters like that, where it's just every scene is interesting and dynamic and, that sort of stuff that these films normally hang their hat on, it, right? It's not very concerned with those things. It is more driven by the the sort of inner politics between these characters, as opposed to this sort of who done it aspect of it.
0: And I think that could be, you know, us saying it. Maybe it's a hard sell to people. They're like, well, great, this film starts out this way, <laughs> and now you're telling me it's not even going to matter by the end. Um, but I also, you know, to Will Patton to that point, um, I feel like the uh, sort of subculture that you're watching uh, becomes really fascinating. Uh, as far as you know, it's not like we're really learning the uh, the intricacies of this like ranch, this like cattle business or anything like that. Uh, but you're you're seeing people in positions of power who normally in another film would be just like a background or comedic character. Like, you know, will Patton here is like some sort of, uh, you know, almost Western, like Don Corleone, as far as the power he has over J.R. Ewing. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit, I guess, before my time, other than he, he, he was dreaming, right. Or he wakes up in the shower. You, 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 or
1: under, you, you understood. No, 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 no. Uh, that, that's the sun jerry ewing was the guy who was running it and everything that was the the guy that was shot that was the big mystery there
0: oh but yes was the one that uh yeah okay i think so
1: i'm probably way off on that i was pretty young when that was out too yeah
0: um, i uh i just know people it, it was like a uh uh the it predated lost as far as like really disappointing people right <laughs> without like how they turned out uh, i guess that's just a staple of television though um but you know, you understand just this this job. I would say most people in the audience, especially like uh, people who go to like art house cinemas, I doubt are working on a ranch or at least you know, the the people in Kentucky. And also, you know, you're 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 in Arizona, so I'm roping you in here oh. too. Um, the, the,
1: the people who are portrayed in the film don't have time for the shit. Like, right, watching movies exactly. Like
0: this. Um, you know, doing doing real man's work, you know, secondary only to reviewing movies on podcasts, obviously (laughs) trying to wrangle Skype into submission. (laughs) Um, but. (laughs) I keep getting, uh, I, let me uh, pull the curtain back here on just who you're listening to, which I apologize if there's anyone, uh, I should post this on that Facebook group, <laughs> like the fans of Scent of Rain and Lightning, uh, and they will be horrified that, uh, we ever had a screener to get to see this early while they were <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait for this to come out. I love this book so much. Uh, and who you're dealing with, um, one, I keep getting an alert at the bottom of our Skype call. It says poor network connection. So I'm like, wow, well, I really hope this turns out. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> this is going to be a good old fashioned clip show if I can find it. <laughs> I love it. Roll well, up your sleeves. What oh, for? So you can give me your Skype. Uh, and second, my, uh, Bluetooth mouse, I keep getting alert saying that the batteries need change. And so at different points when I want to click on a name on IMDb, otherwise <laughs> called my research team, I can't because the mouse is dead. <laughs> so thankfully while you were talking, I like managed to like just hit, <laughs> hit it, I guess. And it, you know, jolted the batteries back into submission. So now I'm back to scent of rain and lightning. And hopefully I will be able to mention that, you know, Justin Chatwin was pretty good. In this, as well as Maggie Grace. See,
1: there, there you go. IMDb <laughs> without a proper network connection and without a running mouse, we wouldn't have <laughs> gems. <laughs> Just Chatwin was good. She was right.
0: Maggie Grace. There's my lost connection. Totally meant to mention her. Yeah. Um, well, my the point I was getting at was Will Patton. You know, he has such power that him uh, dismissing a man from doing you know, hard manual labor that as I was getting to most people in the audience, probably was like, I would never want that job. Uh, You understand that the type of people that this family could be dealing with is someone who is in, uh, you know, that's, that's basically the entire world to them, whether they sort of live, die, eat, feed their family uh, is by the grace of this man who appears to be quite wealthy and is doing well for himself, but you know, is hardworking. And, so I think you understand without knowing too much about the culture here, and I feel that it's the same with Winter's Bone as far as the stakes. These are probably people that you most viewers have never met, but they, they get very quickly um like the roles these people play in this very like small world.
1: What are we ever gonna do with you, baby girl?
0: Kill me, I guess. That idea's been set already. Got any others? Help me. Ain't nobody said that idea yet, have they? I? I tried to help you some before. This is what come of it.
1: You got something to say, child? You best say it now.
0: I got two kids that can't feed themselves yet. My mom's sick, and she's always going to be sick. Pretty soon the laws are coming and taking our house and throwing us out to live in the field like dogs. If dad has done wrong, dad has paid. And whoever killed him, I don't need to know all that. But I can't forever carry them kids and my mom. Not without that house.
1: Well, it's pretty Damn clear, uh, the way that <laughs> they, they call him senior, and that's it, and everybody refers him to that way. But the y- they lay everybody's characters out pretty clearly, but it's not that they're not complicated or interesting characters, it's just, yeah, you can sort of see them for what they are pretty quickly. Um, it, I think just the Jody character is a little bit more there's the question mark there to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, with how she's gonna if she's gonna get in over her head, it's clear that she's messing with you know kind of a bee's hive here, and it's exactly if she's capable of handling herself in that situation. And she sort of oscillates between this innocent character and somebody that can really handle herself really well. And she actually gives a really great performance here. And it's odd that when I was first thinking about this, that I was thinking of a. A film with Jennifer Lawrence, because she's kind of like, it reminds me of what Jennifer Lawrence was like that in her career pre-Hunger Games.
0: It's funny, you know, you say pre-Hunger Games, um, and that, that I mean, certainly that's what propelled her to being like, you know, top of the line, uh, being able to, to be the, the lead star in films, but you know, in Hunger Games, she still felt like to me, at least in the, I only, I think I only saw the first one though. Like, very much sort of playing like her winter's bone style, like low key, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was interesting for something like the Hunger Games, which is, you know, uh, this weird uh, alternate sort of reality where we're going to go back to uh, the Running Man or Battle Royale. And I felt like, well, wow, she was kind of understated in that <laughs> killer <or> be killed <laughs> televised sporting event. Uh, however, she definitely lost that with uh, a film that I mentioned. Uh, uh, just a couple episodes ago, with the uh, Silver Linings Playbook, uh, playing <laughs> very broad, um, and unfortunately, I guess I've lost interest in Jennifer Lawrence just a little bit because I feel like, and maybe it's just her persona when she's doing the talk show circuit, which is unfair to her work. But I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she is over the top as far as it, 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 this is like, it's like at times she's like a throwback to like fucking Jim Carrey and like the mask days. I'm like, what are you? <laughs> What are you doing? You're making you know Ellen across the coffee table look subdued. Like, what
1: are you, <laughs> what are you doing watching Ellen interviews with j Law?
0: Uh, I sort of. Um... I hate watch a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that come up. Um, I find um what I watch a lot, um, uh, in this you know, on our last recording, I said, hey, go watch the uh murder from Torn Curtain on YouTube, <laughs> as Hitchcock would have wanted. Uh I find the algorithms, I guess I mean the internet probably fairly terrible. because uh, I watch uh there's something I really do enjoy called um uh, it's David Poland's uh YouTube series uh and it's d p slash thirty which of course just you know his initials and the premise is that he's going to just take a camera point it at the actor director writer whoever he's talking to uh and they just do whatever they get out of thirty minutes is the what you see it's just a thirty minute conversation And just you know you never see the interviewer, you just see the person that you know you wanna see. And because I watch a lot of that, I get the algorithm on YouTube is like pretty much any sort of like movie star or movie director interview. So you'll get these very serious, in-depth 30-minute conversations with like, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the music composer for, I don't know, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> you know, getting into the new of stuff. And uh, then I'll suddenly get Jennifer Lawrence on Ellen. I'm like, well, that's not quite, <laughs> it's not quite the same thing. But all right, YouTube, I guess I'll <laughs> give this a couple minutes. You, you know better than me. <laughs> I mean, I'm handing over my, my time to you to be like, all right, sure, same thing. Um, so that's a long way of me uh, saying that you know the <laughs> the lead actress, and probably the only reason anyone would watch The Burning Plane or Winter's Bone, that I hate watch her uh, almost on the daily on YouTube.
1: <laughs> Maybe you should watch her instead of those interviews and you might be able to get pulled back.
0: She's very good in winterspone Oh, I, I, I haven't seen, uh, I don't know, I didn't see Passengers, the sci-fi thing she did with uh, Chris Pine.
1: Mo- did you see Mother?
0: Oh, I hated Mother. Hated it. That wasn't her, though. That was Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> just his, you know, just his bullshit. He's doing. Uh, I'm gonna pause for a sec. Actually, I might leave this in. My dog is chewing on something, and I'm about to. You're about to him growl at me. What do you got? container of something if you're interested <laughs> i just i love that you knew that was going to be the reaction
1: <laughs> you're so, well this is gonna this is gonna sound a lot worse than it actually is
0: oh yeah he did snap at me but uh now nah, he's just looking at me with those sad eyes <laughs> uh where were we jennifer lawrence he's all right She's uh yeah. pretty good in these uh, the two films we recommended, and uh, I think we're actually pretty on point with the scent of rain and lightning. Um, I don't know. I don't know who this uh, this is for because this is definitely what you would call a slow burn. Um, which all of them this are is, all three. This is for my wife.
1: This is the kind of movie that she loves. Okay, perfect, perfect for her. So, and I mean, I really enjoyed it as well. And this is a people that like sort of. I would, you know, a lot of people that enjoy serialized dramas might enjoy okay. this, the, you know, things that's that aren't point. really, yeah. um, if, if you like watching something where it's really just, you know, this dynamics of the character work, then if the reason you watch breaking mad wasn't because there was a meth lab blowing up, but sort of the tension of the garage scene where, you know, there's that confrontation, that kind of thing, then I think you would enjoy this film.
0: That, that's actually a really a good point. I hadn't thought of, um, has tv sort of killed this type of storytelling uh in in film
1: Uh, a lot of it i mean this is the kind of stuff that we we get access to week to week because it's not stuff that mainstream audiences are really paying attention to what was the the one that we watched earlier this year that had uh had the punisher in it um
0: uh, Sweet oh. Virginia, which I think is Sweet uh, making its way to video here shortly in a few weeks. And um, I, I hope that expands out to streaming services or whatever, because I think that's one, I, you know, that's one sad to say. I, I hope that goes to Netflix and anyone who, you know, binge watches Punisher, that's like the next one up. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think they would actually dig it, you know, as far as, you know, it, it's, a, it's a style of movie that like my dad would like. You, you mentioned your wife, yeah. like, and this one, like, he would like that type of crime movie, but unfortunately, you know, he would, the first thing he would ask me would be like, "Well, who's in it?" I don't really know who that is, um, but yeah, the Punisher fans they uh, they might you know that might be something cool for them to like hang over their friends as far as something like you know that their uh, the Marvel boys don't uh, don't know about yet.
1: Well, I think you have your in with this though, um, because you have Will Patton. So all those people that once this ends up on Netflix that they're not allowed to or they're disgusted by the idea of watching House of Cards they can pick up the next Will Patton project and feel good about it.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I eventually will bring it back around to the, uh, the me too movement and the Hollywood assaults. And on this episode, we're ending that on a positive note. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, because of that, maybe you'll stumble upon the scent of rain and lightning. Will Patton
1: hasn't twiddled any young boys yet.
0: I, uh, yeah, at projecting film on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And I'm just waiting. I'm just like, I know you said that. And I'm like, oh, poor Will Patton. It's over. It's over.
1: I'm just testing you, buddy. Let's see what's going on, Billy.
0: (laughs) I'll never be able to watch uh, Gone 60 Seconds again. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs)
1: originally? Kentucky. Kentucky. And, and how is your mother enjoying your success? Oh, she's she's very happy. She has more fun than I did. She called me one time.
0: Recently, I've just got into the academy, which was really exciting for me. That's exciting for any actor. And then my I get a call from my mother while I was in England, and she goes, I did something hilarious. I was like, what? She was like, I voted. And I was like, you voted for
1: what? The Oscars. And I was like, you voted for the Oscars, what do you mean? She was like, the ballot came here and I voted. she, she thought I'd be like,
0: oh,
1: that's <laughs> hilarious. I'm going to get kicked out of the Academy. All right. Uh, fortunately, she did it wrong and mailed it. I think she mailed it back to herself. Uh-huh. So I got to do it again. That's that's horrible. So yeah. she just thought anybody who receives the ballot can vote? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. like it's the People's Choice Awards or something. <laughs> like. Exactly. Yeah. I'm one of the people. You have no, to be no. in the Academy. Yeah. Wow. So, so did you see who she voted? Did you agree yeah. with who she voted for? Uh, no.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> oh that's good my dog got to growl at me maybe that'll appeal to the uh, scent of rain lightning fans you know I mean I've, I've got a mangy old disgruntled dog underneath <laughs> needs to make record right. do you
1: think that if you pick them up they'll be they'll make that far gross garbage into <laughs> this nonsense no
0: probably not um I don't know. It's short enough. If I keep it short enough, you know, maybe it's people put it on their commute and they just, you know, don't get to have access or they don't want to be dangerous and hit next or find another podcast. (laughs) Maybe so. Uh, I think I told you that.
1: That's the idea. That's what we have to do. We have to keep ourselves above the point (laughs) where where, we have to have a hook that gets you in before you start your commute, but not be so bad that you're willing to risk your life to change the, Mm. the actual channel.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're certainly not worth dying over. I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't want that one star iTunes review that is like I crashed my car because I was trying to turn these fucking idiots off. I definitely don't I would, want that. Mainly because I, I, I don't want the one star review on there. <laughs> it, it would be honest.
1: It's I mean, to the if five star that you get from other podcasters. Yeah,
0: you know, if they're going to crash their car and be so angry that you know they blame us for our shenanigans uh, forcing them to do something very dangerous and harm themselves and maybe others uh, i hope they die before they leave their review
1: <laughs> you know what I, i'm going to go ahead and say it. i'm i'm okay with that if if my if somebody's death words is smiting me for something that we did on this podcast we, we did something special
0: I just would only hope that Apple would introduce the tracking technology that I could know that was their death <laughs> rattle, that that was the last thing they did on their smartphone. Uh, that's really what's contributed to the uh, brevity of this podcast is on War Machine versus Wars. They finally, last fall, I think, came out with like some analytics. Now, it only applies to people who use Apple Podcasts and iTunes uh, to listen to their podcasts, but uh, it would show you the average length before people dropped Mm -hmm. off and you could see like the points where like a percentage of listeners dropped off and it was only slightly depressing in the sense that war machine versus war is pretty much like a hundred percent of the audience drop off at like the 50 some minute mark. He hung out that long. That's actually, that's what I was saying. Like they didn't, most of them did not make it to, and those episodes could be an hour to an hour and a half. So they weren't finishing, but 50 minutes was not what I expected from most of the audience. So Uh
1: I would have thought twenty minutes they'd get through the new movie portion of it, mm-hmm. and that would be
0: it no they they were giving us a lot of rope, and you know we never we never could bring them home to satisfaction, but <laughs> <laughs> fifty minutes they you know they were coming back and they were like, "All right, good enough, I don't really care how that ended, but I'll come back for the next one
1: no we I like to think of it as uh, you know we finished them off and uh, they just they got what they needed, and they walked away they they'd be back for later, but they didn't need any more.
0: Say I took it the other way. I took it like uh, we got them close enough, but we couldn't quite get them to climax. And so they were like, you know what? Good try. Good effort. I'm going to go in the bathroom, finish myself, but we'll try this again tomorrow. <laughs>
1: I, I've never had the uh, issue of having to go to the bathroom and finish myself afterwards. My wife more than likely has. Um, I assume that's what she's doing in there. Afterwards. I don't really see you but... as
0: a 50 minute man myself because uh, <laughs> God, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm too old for that. <laughs> I find that be dangerous, uh, just as dangerous as the person trying to switch their podcast while driving. I would never that's attempt more... that.
1: I have a heart condition and a vasectomy. <laughs> How dare you? I mean, I have
0: movies to watch. I don't have time for that. <laughs> you have to catch up on j La YouTube clips. What would you say on Ellen this week? Of course, you know, those episodes never end Gosh. because they're broken up into like, you know, like two or three minute little bits from the interview. So it's like, I've probably. No. Oh, I, I, I don't know that. Well, you, you will. And uh, if you listen back to this, I'll make sure to have a delightful clip on this, on this episode. <laughs>